0: Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman.
1: Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. I can't even talk; I've got a bit of a cold, but it was nothing major happening. Well, say nothing major. You had the 2022 to Caterham Championship. Finale. You had quite a few champions crowned. Save, save the we best or last. We are going to, to save the best last, and and we have got some stories to tell you there. So don't <laughs> miss that. If, uh, if you like any sort of motorsport, please um stay tuned for the Caterham stuff at the end. But we're going to start off with a bit of news because there's there's all sorts going on. But going to we've yeah. got to kick off with the FIA. Uh, this cost um, cap situation is still. Uh, the no news. Off. You mean the we're going no to kick news. off with the, the
0: news that, yeah, as expected, <laughs> there's no news. I mean, how long are they going to string this out for? You see, Zach Brown wrote a letter today. It's been leaked, and he, he put Domingelli and, and copied him in, just saying, "Well, if if, if it's over, it's cheating, and there must be a punishment for cheating." I mean, it's what Zach Brown said,
1: "Well, good for him because it is because." It's not just gaining an advantage this year. It's, it's year on year because it, yeah. it's been done for a couple of years now. And, and, yeah. and, and, and the, the most annoying thing is that the FIA won't release how much it is. is. 5%. F- That's
0: what's so annoying. If they told us it was only £1,200, we probably wouldn't all get too upset about it. But if it is 7 million, I mean, it's probably somewhere halfway between the two. But, you know, I mean, Zach says, you know, it improves their car. If they were cheated this extent, it improves their car last year and improves their car this year. And that's what Zach says is cheating. I mean, it, it's not us, you Verstappen. It's not us, you Red Bull. It's just, it doesn't matter if it was Ferrari, McLaren, House, whoever, you know, it's not picking on it because it's Red Bull, but it just happens to be Red Bull. And, I'm telling
1: um, you this now, and I don't care, that if it was Mercedes or anyone else and Red Bull were on the receiving end, they would be kicking off more than anybody. <laughs> yes. More probably. than anybody else. They, they, they kick off more than anybody. And so, uh. A little bit hypocritical there, so it doesn't matter who it is, you're, you're absolutely right Tiff, but I but wish just, the, the FIA would yeah. own this and say, this is how much it is, this is what we're yeah. going to do about it, uh, this is what the penalties are, so There's, there's a column at, at Autosport, apparently the race directors you know, back in the Charlie
0: days, they used to speak to the um, cameras after every race and explain their uh, their decisions. Um, but they dropped that before the big Massey thing happened. They dropped it halfway through Massey's year, I think, and they said, "Well, you know, referees don't come on and explain their decisions in football, you know, but uh, they're a bit more obvious in football, aren't they?" There's plenty of Gary Lineker pointing the error of their ways, but you know, Mohammed bin Salman, he hasn't come on and done any press meetings or answered questions. You know, they're just hiding behind a, a complete blank wall of of information coming out, and you know. The public that spends so much money going to Formula One races, you know, to watch them and to follow them in sky sports that costs them money every year. You know, they deserve a bit of honesty coming back and a bit of information. It is scandalous. If you're the
1: head of any organisation, you have to be a a bit of a spokesperson. You have to be telling people what it is. And without the fans, they must know that there's no Formula One. So they, they really need to... Well, they don't serious. need the
0: real fans anymore, do they? They just want the people <laughs> in Miami and Las Vegas and Monaco that are going there to get pissed and have a laugh. And they, they
1: don't really care minute. about the
0: real fans. Why you go to uh, these locations and get pissed and have a laugh? We well, yes. Thankfully, the people that go there to get pissed and have a laugh pay me to go along and entertain them. So, yes, yeah, no, no, please, yeah, come back. Um, anyway, so, so no news to the FIA. No news on, on the seats left in Formula One either. We're waiting yeah, to see. Williams um,
1: and Haas. What's going on yeah. there then?
0: Who who's most likely Tiff to, to fill those? Well, seats? we think we think and hope that Williams is going for my pick of Logan Sargent, this American kid, you know, who's done really well in Formula Three and Formula Two. Uh, but he just needs to secure at least fifth place to get the super license <laughs> points. He's currently fourth, you know, but he's got um, some talented kids right behind him. But of course they've got to wait six weeks for their last round. Ridiculous. So I know, so that's a bit ridiculous. silly. Then. Why? I know, more ridiculous fixtures. Why send Formula 2 cars to Abu Dhabi six weeks after their penultimate round? Um, it's the, the Haas one that's disappointed me the most, because the hot press seems to be either Schumacher regain or getting Hulk back. Now, I was a big Hulk fan of uh, when he first made a few reappearances, but I think it's all gone a bit stale, the bring-back-Hulk campaign. Uh, what, what do you reckon on those two? If you had to choose between those two, Oh, Logan,
1: Logan, Logan, for sure. No, the, no, the oh, no, Logan's the
0: Williams, oh, but for the he, seat.
1: Yeah, Haas seat. I, I, Hulk, Hulk's been there, done that. Hey, I, I think it's time for someone, well, as as Mick. But um, if I had to choose between those two, I'd actually pick Schumacher. Just yeah, because, leave Schumacher. Give Mick yeah, another year, if you're not yeah. going to put another
0: youngster in. But you Because know, I said, you know, about uh, Robert Schwartzman, who I thought, he's a Ferrari Academy boy, and Ferrari always have this... Uh, this influence, they're allowed to pick or suggest one Haas driver because of the deal they have with Haas. So that's why I thought Robert Schwartzman might get the nick. But of course, he's a Russian that's become an Israeli, whether there's any political problems behind that. Who knows? Um, but of course, he's doing free practice wine in America. So Schwartzman will be out in a Ferrari at uh, the American Grand Prix, the next Grand Prix, in what, 10 days' time or so? No, next weekend. So um, Schwartzman will be seen on the Formula One. Well, whether they can influence Haas, but I don't really... I don't really want a Hulk or Schumacher I'd like someone new and of course Haas again these contracts and wheels and deals because they they're giving both the um, the free practice one in Mexico and Abu Dhabi to Pietro Fittipaldi now fittipaldi did two races for Haas when was it in 2017 i think or no 2020 sorry and so he's got some financial link or sponsorship there must be because he hasn't won a race since 2017 when he won the last uh, World Series title, those three and a half litre cars, in a very weak field that year, 2017. It was a petering out formula. So I know it's a Fittipaldi, but there are other Fittipaldis in Formula 2. The guy the Fittipaldi in Formula 2 looks a better uh, option than Pietro. So there's obviously a money deal of sponsorship going through to get Pietro in. So um,
1: there's two wasted FP1s, in my
0: opinion, to Pietro.
1: Well, you, you're right. And your um, question was a bit like one of those silly questions where they say, would you prefer a hamster-sized dog or a dog-sized hamster because I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't want either of those if I could choose in the house seat, to be yeah. honest with you, but um, um, we shall see what, what happens. Well, hopefully, hopefully,
0: Schwartz will be stunning in the Ferrari at, uh, in FP1 this weekend and uh, Haas will say, well, well, there's talent there, maybe we should give him a chance. Um, so we've got two other uh, giving a chance FP1s. FP1s are quite good if you're not buying the seat and it's great to see McLaren have given one each to Alex Palo IndyCar champion from last year and to uh, Pato Award the Mexican kid so not to Colton Herta, of course he's not a McLaren driver and was hyped to get the uh, Alpha Tauri seat so we're going to see two IndyCar stars to see how good they are because you know, the Formula 1 fans poo poo IndyCar as being a rubbish second rate formula and doesn't deserve to be in Grand Prix racing yeah. bizarrely though they've given Pato Award um, not Mexico and he's Mexican but they've given him Abu Dhabi so I don't know why that happened. I would have thought Pato in Mexico would have been a better choice, but
1: it would have been amazing. Tell me, what about Callum Ilott? Couldn't he have been the Ferrari pick? To keep long? forgetting it. Good point. Yeah. A Twitter uh, pointed
0: that out to me. You know, when I talked about the options of Schwartzman, he said Ilott. And yeah, I mean, I agree. He was a Ferrari Academy. Yeah, uh, he's now doing really impressive work in, in IndyCar in a one-car team this year. And he came from the back of the grid, literally last, I think, for some races, to up into the top
1: ten, top five, I think, led a
0: few races. So.
1: I think yeah, he do very
0: well as well. Yeah, he,
1: um, I'd like. I just like like you. I'd like to these wasted seats and no no offense yeah. to Mick or, or or Hulk, but it is a bit of a wasted seat. <laughs> seat. I would like to see someone new and young and, and yeah into the in yeah. that
0: seat. Because look at you know our new Alpha Touri driver. You know he was dropped out and dropped out. Everybody says he was great. and Everybody great, and now they will say, oh he should have been in Formula One ages ago. You know, <laughs> um, you know, um, him, De Vries, Nick De Freese. So. Yeah. Uh, Good to see he's finally he made it. But let's hope that you know the likes of ILOT and others don't have to wait till they're twenty-seven years old to maybe get that chance. So plenty of news, but not Because hopefully we'll hear a lot more um, when all the Formula One teams gather in America for the first Grand Prix since Japan, when things all went pear-shaped, and we might get a might get
1: some from the FIA making some
0: statements in America. Who knows?
1: I mean, we're almost at the end of the twenty twenty-two season, and they're, they're still. Dragging out 2021. This is because effectively <laughs> this is affecting the 2021 season. It's just. Wait,
0: well, yeah. You know, mind. As Ross, Ross Brown said, you know, if they break the
1: budget, they will get excluded from
0: the championship.
1: Nah, they'll get a, they'll get a slap on the wrist, they'll get a, a $50,000 fine or something like that. No, 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 uh, which is nothing to them. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's.
0: Well, the first question was it 7 million or 70 quid?
1: Tell us, FIA,
0: what yeah, was please. the number? But apparently, I've read also today that someone said there are the, the 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 teams in the deal to have the budget cut. The teams there were rules of what couldn't be released, and I think they've chopped it up into this minor and major. Maybe you know, there's actually a legal document that says that they're not allowed to announce the precise amounts of money because the teams blocked it. Who, know, who knows what goes on? We we don't necessarily. <laughs> What we do now is that World Touring Car Cup is dying a death. I know, what Um, a shame.
1: I like World Touring (laughs) Car
0: No, we did. Well, you might have done it. It was the most ridiculous shopping trolley. Three (laughs) 20-minute races for a world championship. World championship events. 20-minute sprints in stupid little front-wheel drive shopping trolleys. (laughs) Um, There's two more rounds to go in November. I've no idea who's leading the championship. I don't care. Um, But I think it's gone. Well, it has gone. I don't think it'll ever come back. I think, you know, you know, I look at the Aussie supercars and the NASCAR, brilliant saloon car, touring car sort of formula. And the reason they're good is they're big, hunky, powerful rear-wheel drive machines. And, and the great days of world touring cars was, you know, when the BMW 635s and Volvos and all sorts of weird and wonderful Ford Sierra Cosworths. You know, there was two drivers, three-hour races. And those were the heydays of world touring cars, where the championship meant something. They're always like um, five hundred mile races, you know, three hour races. So there's good distance of races, but because you know now manufacturers nobody's making big saloons anymore. You know, manufacturers are all interested in SUVs um, and electric cars are coming more and more. Um, whilst I'd love to say you know there should be some big saloon formula, the manufacturers aren't going to want to spend money to to create wonderful new like a five series BMW versus a Mercedes C class or whatever, and, 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 and you know Audis. Even Jaguars have got you know the XF saloons. There are big saloons out there, which I think is is what world touring cars should look like. But um, I don't think that the money be invested to make them, and I don't think um, we'll have little shopping trolleys back again for little sprint races. Yeah,
1: but we're not going to have we're not going to have a lot of things. You know, BTCC is going to be the same, go down the same uh, road as that. Yeah, so. but that is, but that is a national formula, so I think it works. When you have a national
0: formula, I mean Brazil has got a very good um, saloon car formula. I've no idea what the cars are. Um, but they've got their own series, NASCAR's its own, Australia's its own. There isn't a sort of single formula that's going to go around the world that successfully. I think they're very, you know, precise to each country. So that's why, you know, I think British Touring Guys is great, and that would go on, and others have their own. But um, I don't think we can get a world championship together again. I don't think we can make the rules.
1: Well, the, another one bites the dust then, Tiff. Um,
0: yeah,
1: I think well, so elsewhere in the news... uh, Formula E. Dan Tipton's
0: got another year signed up. Good for Dan after his up and down in various formula. He's going to get a second year. Of course, he was in Neo, which is a rubbish car the last year, so he didn't have the best car. They got a new generation car for the 2022-23 season, which, of course, doesn't start until 2023. (laughs) But... uh, not too confusing. Um, no, no. Why do they keep? Why do they keep on going? They keep on using this double year like it's a winter series, but it's not. It just starts in 2023. Uh, sadly, Oliver Turvey's out of Neo. He's not his teammate anymore. Casetti Kamara's gone. Come in instead. So we've lost Turvey, but kept um, Tictum. So that's a bit of news from Formula E. Oh, an exciting news from Formula E. Finally, they've dropped that ridiculous fan flipping boost flipping thing to give one driver a bit more boost. Half oh, a god, dear oh dear. and she's quite good. They're slowly getting rid of their gimmicks, you know, because we had qualifying which was ridiculous when the, you know, the, the, the quick guys went first on a dirty track, but now their qualifying system was really good this year. You have to praise Formula E for that qualifying system they came up with, the sort of knockout feature. It's worked really, really well.
1: Um, well, and, and you've also effects. got to praise them for, for trying new things. You know They tried new things, yeah. but uh, but they're, they're, they're ballsy enough to say it didn't work, so we're going to take it out. That's what you want.
0: Yeah, We've just got to get rid of their, um, <laughs> their yeah. picking up an extra boost lap now. Oh, that boost is just <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> awesome. It reminds me of playing an old video game from the thousands some <laughs> or something. You lose two places <laughs> picking it up, gain two places back using it, then you're back where you were in the first place. Yeah, awful. So that's former ease news. A little bit of news. I saw I don't know where you saw the videos, this huge shunt down at Portimao. We'll um scared. well there's been there's been one going around that I thought was new. It was in fact, a year old when someone hit the end of the pit lane when someone spun in front of the massive shunt in the lmp two car. Well the career cut crash was last
1: week at Brian's Hatch. That, that, yeah, uh, that little cat, yeah, yeah, that was a big one.
0: But this was a massive, it was actually in the Michelin Cup race that supports the ELMS and it it featured Hunt. But not Hunt the Shunt, but Freddie Hunt, <laughs> who um, actually went on to win the race in the end. So congratulations to Freddie Hunt. But it was a, it was on a restart, and uh, it's always these problems. Freddie Hunt was actually in second place, so is, the Freddie the son,
1: is Freddie the son of James. Yeah, the son of James Hunt. Right? Yeah,
0: okay, it's Hunt the Shunt that didn't shunt. <laughs> um, but the leader just ahead of Freddie just suddenly slowed down, approached the line, you know, because obviously he dictates when they when they go for the green, green, greens. So you can't overstay until the start finish line. Um, so the leader backed off and then Freddie backed off and two guys really on it, you know, anticipating the green, 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 uh, went hell for leather. And the, the guy that was in fourth place just had to swerve madly to avoid the back of Freddie and slam the wall on the inside with the most horrendous uh, impact. He was all right. Well, he's taken to hospital, but he's not got any severe injuries. Um, so good news for Freddie Hunt winning the, winning the Michelin Cup race, LMP3 cars, that is.
1: So, did, well, was another quick was, was that red flag then, and he had to do it all. Yeah, red flag and a
0: restart, yeah. red flag and a restart. And another, I know the LMS was the, the LMP mainly for LMP two cars. But another quick shadow. Well, the W series is that uh, looks like it might be dying a slow death. Good news for the Iron Dams team because this is the team all women sponsor. One team picks the best drivers. Uh, they won their class at the Nurburgring 24 hour race in their Ferrari four eight eight. And they won their class for the first time at the GTE class in the Portimao race last weekend. So congratulations to the Iron Dames, where some of the money directly supports three women, one team, not a whole race series. They're putting women in a race against the men. And uh, fantastic for them. So that's where your money should go, W Series. And should have done, as we told you three years ago, to individuals that are showing
1: talent help Absolutely. them go up the ladder brilliant there's a, we're going to come on to KTM as we've mentioned earlier but there's a, a very fast lady next year in the KTM Academy that ah. I'm, I'm rooting for so I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, she'll go on and be the first person to pick up a trophy in, uh, in the KTM Championships but uh, that's brilliant with the Iron Dames good stuff Yeah, um, that's our gossip for this week that is our, our, our news roundup now we had a bit of a uh, conflab off air about who what the most exciting race was this weekend and <laughs> I think Tiff. Well, you think you've won, but you wait until you come onto the Caterham. But I'm going to let you have your your uh, Moto GP. The Caterhams may have been the best racing in the world, but we have to start
0: with World Championships before we end up with Caterhams. We have to start with the top with a Moto GP. Funny enough, I, I don't think your Caterhams actually this weekend. I know most weekends they might have beaten it. The Moto GP race was probably one of the races of the decade. Certainly, the race of this year. Um, seven bikes. Crossed the line at the finish, by covered by 0.884 seconds. And that's like a Moto3 race normally, you know. It was an amazing race, absolutely fabulous from start to finish. I,
1: I, I am making a note because um, I might be able to top trump you on that one. 0.884 the
0: for seven. <laughs> top seven covered by 0.884. You okay. can okay. write make some notes for later. Okay. Um, okay. But but it was, it was the, again, a Ducati fest. It's a bit of a high-powered circuit around there. But the Ducatis actually only finished from third down to fifth. So they we were beaten out the top, but it's an amazing battle out front. By um, Alex Rins came out on top, and the Yamaha, and of course, Yamaha. Um, yes, Yamaha. Get the right name. What, which, what was the circuit? Um, in Australia? Suzuki. Sorry, sorry Suzuki. Who's going? The Phillip Island, the amazing Island, track down in Tasmania. Yeah. This fabulous, fast-flowing circuit. But of course, you know Suzuki are pulling out this year. So Rins had a win with only about two rounds to go and the, the three races to go. And um, it's a shame that they, they've come through and got the Suzuki working. Um, but yeah, Rins fought, so he was 14th on the grid, um, or 10th, get me things right, from 10th, he was 10th on the grid, and just kept this amazing battle, a bit of tyre conservation going on, tyres were going off, and Of course, the other superstar of the race was Mark Marquez, uh, who was the Honda, this Honda's been rubbish all year while Marquez <laughs> has been recovering from that 10th operation on his poor old arm, uh, but he's back on form, he qualified second, and he was fighting like mad, um, not quick enough down the straight. Thomas Ducatis were blasting by me. You had to struggle so much to stay in the toe and, and go with Ducatis down the straight. And on the last really fast call at Philip Island, he was, he was getting his front wheel like halfway inside the rear wheel of the, of the Ducati in front, just so he'd get a bit more momentum onto the straight. It was stunning, right? By all of them. Um, at one big retirement, well, or two big retirements, the, the first was Jack Miller his uh, home Grand Prix. He was looking brilliant. Was, he was firing through the pack on his Ducati. He could well have been the winner. But um, bizarrely, they, in recognition of Miller when he came home, they renamed the Honda hairpin the Miller Corner. Big ceremony. You know, you're our boy, Jack. You're our leading Aussie Grand Prix winner. Um, where do you think he was taken out? and torpedoed oh, by no. Alex
1: Marquez. You can't make it up, surely. I know.
0: <laughs> Miller corner.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Alex Marquez, Mark Marquez's younger brother. Um, he was trying to overtake the one behind Miller, to be honest, but he, he got in a complete mess by outbreaking himself trying to make a place behind and just clattered poor old um, Miller off the jack off his off his bike. Um, so absolutely flattened. Uh, but the other big retirement, of course, is Fabio Quattararo who's now not leading the World Championship, having got that huge lead earlier on in the season while Panaya and Ducati get on falling off. Um, Quattararo, I mean, just the Yamaha was so slow at a straight line. He managed to qualify about fifth or sixth. He was battling to hold on the fifth. He outbraked himself. I think it might have been Miller's corner, or maybe it was a different hairpin. Went onto the grass, came back on in about 17th place, trying to come back and then dropped it on his own at, at turn two. As he was out, he's no longer the Championship leader because uh, France. Francesco Bangnaya, who led a lot of the way with served um, Ducati, but I think he, was, he saw the battle between Rins and Marquez constantly in his ears, behind him, beside him, uh, and settled for third in the middle of this frantic Ducati pack. Uh, and he now goes into the leader championship um, by, what, 14 points with Quattrarò retiring. So Bangnaya, who thought he'd lost the title by about dropping and crashing about four times earlier in the season, he now looks the favourite. Um, quick word for Cal Cratchlow. He was the leading Yamaha to finish in the end. Um, they're just having a terrible time, Yamaha. Uh, but Cal came from 17th to 13th as he continues to stand in. So good one for Cal there. But just a stunning Grand Prix, absolutely. Good. We ran one of the best-looking racetracks. High-speed, flowing, several overtaking spots per lap. It's we, so
1: we all watched, you need, we circuit a bit designers. It,
0: but, but not very much. Um, British superbikes were at Brown's Hatch. Yeah, motion, just quick, Smoko 2, Motor 3. Okay. Uh, Sam Lowe's was back from his injury, didn't have a very good weekend. He had a crash in qualifying or practice, went from 12th on the mid to 12th. Jake Dixon had a stunning race. He only qualified 14th. He was always quick on used tyres, but he put the new tyres on for qualifying and they didn't work for him. Uh, so, but he came from 14th to third in a stunning drive and a ride drive. And then at the end, dedicated that that podium place to Chrissy Rouse, who of course we said goodbye to last week. And uh, he's a class act, that man Jake Dixon, class act. Very good fun, smiling, but sensible and uh, thoughtful with things like that happen. So um, that's nice to hear. But in the but championship, they're going right to the wire again. More huge drama. Uh, The race was uh, dominated by the Spanish Alonso Alonso Lopez, who had to take a long loop because he took someone out the previous weekend. He had a penalty. He made such a start, pulled out a lead, did the long loop, came out still leading and ran away to a fantastic win. But the drama happened with Augusto Fernandez, who was leading the championship going into the weekend. He was following Pedro um, Acosta, uh, second and third teammates, all looked fine. And he just dropped it front end fold they go into these I can't believe corners. how often this happens with these guys <laughs> and they got that trailing brake and it's the bike skill you leave the front brake slightly on with a little fingertip and you keep on braking right into the apex where well, you just hold a little too much pressure then boof front goes under and you're on your ass so he got no points at all and luckily to him his, his main competitor Ayo Ogura the Japanese kid um he was only 11th he couldn't get going around that track. so But he now takes a four-point lead with two to go. So a lot of excitement in Moto2. Very, very tight. Moto3, though, they crown their champion. Another win for this Spanish kid. Another Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Izan <laughs> uh, Guevara won again. Uh, a lot of the pundits are saying, you know, Motor 3 has got not enough power and it's dangerous because they're in these packs because talent can't shine because there's not enough power. But um, that talent keeps on shining. Uh, the British boys, John McPhee, went from 16th to 6th, I think, had a good ride, brought battle through into the, the second pack. Scott Ogden, 19th, unfortunately, crashed. Josh Watley, 29th, 21st, had a good race. He's getting closer, Josh, up to Scott Ogden, but Scott, unfortunately, in the catty litter. British Superbikes, they crowned their champion last weekend. Bradley Ray, who's been uh, such on form for the second half of the season, is Yamaha. And a rubbish weekend at Brands Hatch, so he finished fifth in race one, which gave him enough points to be crowned champion. And a massive shunt at Panic Hill Bend, dropped it going through the panic and turned himself into the gravel, and finished sixth in the last race. Didn't have good weekend race results, but took the championship. Um, British GT, Ian Logie uh, took his championship. All the championships getting settled out at the end of the year. Uh, there was a lot of drama, though. He was well out the lead of the championship with his Mercedes, but first corner, and McLaren spun in front of him. He was off of the gravel, so was his main competitor, Adam Ballon. Um, but Loggy managed to come back with pace cars and great driving with his teammate, Jules Gounon, uh, to finish second and clinch the British GT. So that was good for Ian Loggi in his Mercedes. Um, race was won by the BMW GT3. The M4, which is an unusual, hasn't been winning much, but Darren Leung and his pro driver, Alexander Sims. So Simsy, I'm sure, enjoying life much more than his former E days uh, by winning at Donington, the GT3 race. So that was a sort of round out of things. But then you might see the other big drama worldwide, moving on for these champions. But of course, NASCAR.
1: Have you seen the NASCAR highlights? Have you seen the NASCAR highlights? Who hasn't seen the NASCAR highlights? If you haven't, you need to go and have a look. Because your man, Carl Larson, number five, was involved in a... A little bit of a um a fracas with Bubba Watson. No, what? Bubba. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Like, that's does goal for Bubba Watson. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'll let you. I, I'll let you explain, uh, and then I'll give my opinion because. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, this is pretty. the first of
0: first of three races is going to see uh, the field shrunk from eight to four. Uh, big drama now, because if you win one of these three races, you're into the final four roundups. So you're there, you're in the finals. Because only four people can win the championship. So a lot at stake at Las Vegas, and uh, but not with Baba or Carl Larson, neither of them are qualified into the last eight. So they were just racing for a win. Um, but Kyle was coming through the pack, he actually came inside of a three-wide situation. Bubba was on the outside. And Kevin Harvick was in the middle. So it was a three-wide move that that Larson was trying to clear both of them to get through to two plate get up to that fifth place. Um, I think Harvick saw trouble coming, it actually backed out quite quickly from the middle of the sandwich, uh, which actually gave room for Larson. It was now he sent it big time basically up the inside. So he was semi-out of control. So he comes sliding up and sliding up. And he's now pinching Bubba into the wall. Bubba literally has nowhere left to go. And Kyle's still trying to get control of the flipping thing. Um, And eventually just touches. I'm not sure whether actually Bubba hit the wall first and then then Larson or Larson just touched him. But there was no room, basically. So basically there was a clatter and Bubba did hit the wall. But Larson then sort of dropped right down to the inside after because he'd caught the final slide. So he pulled right away. To which Bubba just... Well, according to him, due to the impact, his steering failed. Yeah, but I don't think the telemetry is going to show that. because he then just follows Larson down. They're doing about 150 miles an hour, coming up to the start, finish line, maybe more. And just nails the rear three-quarter of Larson's car and sends them both slamming up into the wall in front of the main grandstand. Big shunts. Um, and after that, Bubba is out of the car, helmet off. Down he goes. The last one who's slowly clambering out. His car, he's pushing and shoving. Worth,
1: I think it's worth mentioning oh. the fact that they took out. Um,
0: well, that was yeah. That was the other thing. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, that innocent party you're talking about this. The eight trying to make the four. Um, poor old Bubba. Um, uh, names. There's always the name I'm going to forget. Number You've obviously got it. The number. twenty.
1: <laughs> <be> oh, back. <laughs> every every podcast, I write as many notes as possible, and I forget the one That's name. Was mostly... thing. I know it's number twenty, and I felt so sorry for him because he was in contention for the in the playoffs. He was well. He won the last round. He only got through
0: to the last eight by winning, winning um, exactly. the, the roval. Yeah. Get on your Google, will you? I'll, I'll keep talking while you get on your Google. <laughs> anyway, the twenty was taken to the wall as well, which put him out of contention. So he's now bottom of the points of the eight. Um, how can I not forget all these NASCAR drivers? Where's my phone?
1: Have you got your phone? <laughs> You're getting on. on, carry to on. It? I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you uh, the name in a moment. But um,
0: so the 20s <laughs> the bottom of the points. So that that was bad for him. Um, so there was a late caution. There was big drama out front because again, how you can come back from a lap down? Because with only about 20 laps to go, uh, Chase Briscoe, who was the eighth qualifier. He was coming through. He actually got into the lead. I mean, he was a lap down at one stage. This is what you can do in NASCAR with strategy and good driving and overtaking. So for a moment, we thought Chase Briscoe might win and be guaranteed a last four spot. But he was overtaken by Ross Chastain, who battled through and maybe thought, Ross, he's going to—he's one of the eight that could go straight into the, to the last four. But then Joey Logano, who'd had a bad run, with uh, bad pit stop, he was running about 10th. There was another caution with only about 10 laps to go or 15 laps to go. So he chose to go in and get fresh tires. And again, this strategy at NASCAR. So you think, first you think, you know, Briscoe's going to win it, you know, and then you think, what well, Chastain's now way out front. But then Joey Lowe of fresh tires just piled through the pack with that three to go. Uh, very dramatic. overtook Chase Briscoe and won the race. So um, he's it, going straight. through. he's one of the four now guaranteed a place uh, in, the, in the finals.
1: Wow, it's getting exciting. Uh, and of course it was number 20, Christopher Bell.
0: Christopher Bell. My um, brother's Christopher, but I remember that. Apologies, And Christen Derek. And How many
1: years did you race with Derek Bell as well, for goodness yeah, sake? Yeah,
0: the Bells, Christopher Bell. Also mentioned Carl Larson. not Carl Larson. Kyle, um, the other Carl, Carl Bush, again with NASCAR. Carl Bush had a huge spin on his own on the front straight, tyres were worn out. So you thought he's out of the picture. And then you sort of think he's midfield. And then he had a pit to stop this last 10 laps or 15 laps. And so the front wheel fell off. He had to do a whole lap. We're on three wheels to get back to the pits. So you think he might be out of it. But like Lagana, like, um, like he'd put four fresh tyres on, and he came storming through the first third. So you think, you know, when you follow? that's a great thing at NASCAR. You, you can think your driver's completely out of it one lap down, and
1: then there they are at the end, you know, battling
0: for podium finishes. It's entertainment.
1: So speaking of go same, try if, you, if you didn't see the uh, crash, and it, was, uh, and it was ridiculous what uh, Bubba did, he literally oh. used his car as a missile, And the impact was originally 170 miles an hour, and he accelerated. It was 170. Yeah, which is just just ridiculous. But even worse than that, if there there can be worse than that, was his interview afterwards. Because I've never heard a sports person be so arrogant in my Mm -hmm. whole entire life. I always keep it pinned, and I'm not apologising, not even to Christopher Bell. And uh, it was it was awful. Uh, I mean, he's a, a
0: marmot character. I mean, he's, oh, you know, he's, I obviously, I... obviously, there's the race issue that you know. of course, Larson was the person that was was done for a year. You know, had to leave NASCAR for a year because of the you know using a racial word while while playing a game. So, but he he's got two chips on his shoulders. When he, he won the last a few rounds ago, Bubba, you know, he gets out of the car instead of celebrating, he did a big sort. Of, you know, it's like shushed all you doubters because the press was saying you know he's only got the drive because he's Bubba you know he's not that talented. The and, uh, and funny enough, the car he was in that got wrecked was the car that saw him win this uh, previous race. When that car, it's amazing you can get a car that just works. These teams have like four cars for road courses, oh short tracks, long tracks, but that one long track car was just a beast. He could have won at Vegas if he hadn't. Um, well, he was—he uh, was, it, it was Carl's fault. I mean, Carl awful. was out of control, but—but yeah,
1: but, but look, we've all been there, sorry, done no. that, and—and and it's so annoying at the time. So I—I—I yeah, I, I, I do empathise with him in terms of how your emotions and the adrenaline and yeah. uh, it's just pumping through you. But well, he didn't do himself any favours because he. Well, he, well, he well he'd have to get he have to get awful. sanctioned if not—if
0: not for the deliberate, you know. Crashing also for the you know the violent contact when he attacked Larson pushing and shoving him which is part of that's And but then and then and
1: the, then the, the um, uh, marshals trying to usher in one way and he's just completely yeah, I'm ignoring not going him. Off no well, the, the rule is
0: you have to you have to go to the to the hospital. You have every action. you have to go with the safety crew back to, to be yeah. checked over. But of course also this goes in line with the fact that you took him out at 170 miles an hour. So this issue the drivers can complaining these new generation five six seven eight whatever they are. Um, there's several concussions. There's two drivers not at the race, Alex Bowman and uh, Bush's brother, because uh, they had a concussion because the, the, the cars are so stiff and rigid now when they're hitting these walls, it's getting generated through to their, to their bodies and their brains more. So there's, there's a current underlying issue of, of trying not to have big crashes. And then, you know, Bubba calls his one, unless his steering failed, of course, Bubba. <laughs> Right. Amazing can how the steering, the, failed, steering we, failed with a perfect trajectory to nail the back of Larson's car. Can we get on to the main event, please? I think it's time to. We've had a big build-up of exciting motorsport, but now I can feel a crescendo of exciting coming
1: We're going when crowd. we
0: summarise the last weekend of the caterums at Silverstone.
1: Well, not just Silverstone, because um, the, the Academy and uh, Road Sport were at Silverstone, and the, three, the 270s, 310s and 420s were at Spa. Oh so that'd be tasty. It was, yeah, it was tasty. It was very wet this part. And you oh, would not it, believe what happened in one of those championships. So um the Academy split into two, whites and green. So there were six what track, what was what trap you were you were on that funny track at
0: Silverstone just before you oh, pe- the present the picture. What's it like? You still yeah. have this so you go through the weird bit and then you go back onto the straight. I've never raced, I've driven it a couple of times, but it seems a bit weird when you go onto the straight.
1: Do you, do you know what? It was amazing how few chances there were to overtake. And Silverstone's really? so wide open, Katerum's so yeah. smooth. It's amazing how few chances there were to overtake. Um,
0: Was that because it created a very single-file channel onto the Hanger straight, Probably through that sort of it's a weird sort of S bend over a crest, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it it needed another sort of couple of corners, in my opinion. It's just a tiny bit too too short. We were doing one eighteen laps around about that, so it wasn't. It was it was quite quick. Could have done with another straight or a corner, but. um, it was good. I'm glad we did it. Anyway. Silverstone's a special place to be. So anyway. Did you
0: win the championship?
1: Well, I'll come on to that in a moment. Let's start <laughs> with the academy first. So the green group in the academy. And it was um uh dominated actually by Roger, Roger Patkey. He um uh won it and was crowned at Knock Hill, and he chose really? not to race at Silverstone. Although he was there, he raced in the autumn trophy, which is when the whites uh go against the greens on the on the Sunday. Um, and I was I thought that's not very uh cool Roger not to race because he was worried that he was going to lose points if he made a mistake missed the yellow flag or something however but was, was someone that close then so
0: he could yeah. have he could have he could lost have. his championship with a with a reprimand or something
1: exactly but however judging by what I'm going to come on to in a moment and we'll leave it to the end he might have made the right decision so congratulations to Roger Ravi Patel was second and Ian Herbert uh Hibbert I beg your pardon came in third place and that was um that was good. It was a hard-fought championship uh, all the way through, but Roger was kind of just there um, and, and, and pipped it onto the white group, which uh, I think were the slightly faster groups, guys, I've got to say. this. Not year. again, not again. <laughs> no, we were <laughs> greens last year. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got it wrong. Way around. <laughs> um, and it went down to the wire with this one. It had to be uh, down to the wire. Tom McEwing actually uh, did it in some style with a win, so he won the overall championship as well. Um, uh, ben Timmings, who had some really bad luck at Knock Hill. He, was, uh, he had a DNF at Knock Hill. He was, um, and it wasn't his fault, I don't believe. So it could have been all a, a different scenario. And then Matt Larby, who also had a bit of bad luck, personal luck, missed Anglesey, came in third place. But
0: A question I should have asked you to look at before I've got you on the spot.
1: Just interesting. Do you
0: have any idea how many different people had a win? Because I always think it's nice if, like, you know, six Greens had a win and six Whites. How, how spread was the winning? You, you said this one guy was dominating the Championship a bit. but well, there were quite a few different winners?
1: Yeah, there were, actually. It was more so with this year than it was with our year. Uh, our year was shared in, in the White group between two people, I think. I think Mark had a win as well, perhaps. But, um, yeah. yeah, so more so. So it's good to see different people. I'll tell you yeah. with the White group... Tom and Matt, I don't think you mind me saying, um, they did a bit of a Jeff where they bought a car before and they did testing before. Uh, ben was brand new into his car. So, um, you know, a bit of... And, and But it's great to see all these people progress, even the guys that had the car. But I do yeah. believe the KHM need to start policing this and managing this a little bit better. Like yeah, the Ginetta least... Juniors. The Ginetta Juniors, if you do more than four track days, you get 100 points taken off before you even oh, start really? your... Yeah, which is a... I think it's a really... I think they need to because... And professional coaches, not just the track days. They're all they're all using professional coaches, which the the
0: the, the money stacks up. And I'm not. So what what were you saying? What happened? drum? What happened then? When you said he shouldn't have done the white group final because? Uh, No, the white group was fine. That was all
1: good. But um, the green group. You said the green group champion was wise. I'll come on to that
0: in a minute. Let's go through. I'm keen.
1: I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm this build up. (laughs) To answer your question about um, new winners, there was actually Duncan Mallet. Won the autumn trophies where the whites go against the greens, they all go together. And uh, Duncan, that was his first win, he's 17 years old, absolutely brilliant. So he's come on leaps and he down. was over the moon, he was, <laughs> and his father as well. It was just, and there's such love, and he people. had some
0: podiums during the year that he'd been he up did there. have
1: some podiums. Uh, he's he and and you know, he's involved in a couple of um incidents as well, as most people are. Uh, but, um, but congratulations on winning the autumn trophy to him. Now, in road sport, which is where I uh, compete, for those of you that don't know, Jeff Newman, a very worthy winner, I have to say. He was, he was all the way. He was, uh, uh, had Charlie Lower on his tail. So Jeff won the green group last year. Charlie won the white group, and they were neck and neck the whole year. Freddie didn't really have the luck this year, but it came in third place. Um, my best results of the season? Uh, I had- oh, <laughs> <laughs> two, <laughs> two third places Brian Tatch and Silverstone but the main main Grand Prix I didn't have a great oh, but weekend about Jeff, Jeff Newman he wasn't in the results for the race three did he get punted out in the
0: opening lap or something
1: no Jeff Newman actually decided thought... not to do race three because he, he'd already oh. won and again he made the decision that maybe he might go to a yellow flag or something happened oh, okay. and, and might get penalised So, and, and we will come on to that in a moment um, But so, so perhaps Jeff and, and Roger made the right decisions there um, so I, I didn't have the best of uh, weekends really I do love Silverstone it was a bit of a funny little circuit but I got the fastest lap in race two um, uh, fourth, fifth place in race two so and then I got taken out in
0: so how well, far behind were the winner were you in fifth place in race two was that 0.884 seconds
1: well seven motorbikes cross the line at 0.884 seconds five cars cross the line in under nine tenths so um, not quite uh, but five not quite cars as good but, but what happened was I caught, up the, I caught up the leaders, the leading pack of three yeah. people, and they're fighting for a championship. So this is Jeff and Charlie fighting for a championship because Charlie at this point can still win the championship. And the wow, last so the same thing as, I was going to do... Year. It was the same yeah, as last year. It was, it was exactly the, last, the same. Last yeah. lap championship designer. Wow. It was so. The last thing I was going to do was put a move in on any of them, and then Theo came up behind, and everybody's thinking, "No, Theo, no, don't do it." But, does
0: uh, Theo does Theo listen to this podcast? Do you think?
1: Uh but I doubt it. But, uh, if you, <laughs> Theo, if you do, please mention below. I think Theo is the, Theo is the man in the garage that everybody gravitates towards because <laughs> he's such a lovely man, and he's the man on the track that everybody tries to move away from. So uh, well, you can see him; he's got that nice orange car, hasn't he? So you all see him come. He's got the most amazing livery. He's a (laughs) a brilliant bloke to have around, but just not be next to on the the racetrack. Right, we're going to skip 270s. We're moving over to Spa now. So congratulations to all those champions. Uh, Very worthy. We're going to skip 270s. We're going to come back to that at the end. So the next group would be the 310s. Pete Walters, he's a brilliant guy. uh, And after four years of trying, he's just won the 310s. So congratulations to Pete Walters. Uh, Harry George, who was in the academy. He uh, was runner-up last year to Charlie Lower. He came second in the 310s. He loves the fast stuff, so he did very just well. Just jump,
0: jump yeah. for a bit more power. So what's the 310 just goes through those horsepower figures? How do they go oh, up?
1: Yeah, I'll get back to you on that okay, one. Okay, get back to you later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Jack's Jack <laughs> Tails came in third. So um, uh, that, was, that was really good. So Harry obviously likes the faster stuff. And talking of faster stuff, the 420s, um, Aaron Head absolutely smashed it out of the park. And he becomes the first person ever to win uh, the top category three times. So congratulations to, to Aaron. Henry Heaton second, he was solid all season. And then Jake Swan had to finish in the top six to guarantee his third place. And he managed the third place. So uh, congratulations to, uh, to Jake. But the 270s, now there's I, I hopefully they do not listen to this, but Taylor O'Flanagan and Dominic Mansperger, it's fair to say they, um, don't, they don't see eye to eye all the time. And right. Taylor, Taylor was crowned champion at Knock Hill. So he was already the champion of 270. He decided to race. First race, I think he had. I think he got knocked off, or there's a problem, so he didn't finish. Second race, he went in the second race. He got. I won't even go into the. the <laughs> basically, he re-entered the track and um, knocked off two three tens that are racing in the same race as him. Mm-hmm. Got a twelve point minus twelve point penalty, which meant because Dominic Mansperger won the race, Hugo Bush came second, and Taylor came third. It meant Dominic Mansperger won the championship after Taylor had already won it in Knock Hill. So he shouldn't have turned up then. But the plot thickens. Oh. They, were t- they went to the stewards because Don uh, cut a corner, the last corner uh, cut a corner, and they went to a steward to see if he would get a penalty. He didn't. The plot thickens even more. Hugo Bush, who came in second, was also taken to the Clarks, got a five-second penalty. I don't know what for, which meant it promoted Taylor to second place, <laughs> they joint and Taylor got the fastest lap. They have a joint on 281 points each, but Taylor got more wins, so he got the championship back again. So Taylor <laughs> So Taylor won the championship. You can't make this up. Don Mans is second on the same amount of points, and Hugo Bush third. So talk about Tent, it just but,
0: catering racing provides, <laughs> and it, and not, but there's characters there. Did, did those Manchester boys come back and do road sports this year? I just remember some of the characters I met through the academy are different people, you know, racing for different reasons. Was it three Manchester lads that all said, there Let's go and do
1: Manchester it? And Six Manchester lads. Six Manchester lads. They're on my notes here because I hope to goodness they come back next year and do um, 270s. Because did they do, anything, did they do road sports? Yeah, they did. They did lots of road oh, sports. And, and they were all up there. They are all really, really, because yeah, from their own admission, they'll that they weren't potentially the, possibly the quickest in the uh, academy but my goodness there's always um, joe Pridey joe Pridey there i saw him on pole and some qualifying this this weekend yeah he got pole because we only had one dry lap on paul uh, on um uh qualifying he followed me out got my toe i got <laughs> fourth he got first the others were sort of caught up then we did this super pole, which is one flying lap um, oh, okay. for the top for the top eight people and uh I put two wheels on the grass, but anyway, won't go into that. Um, anyway, Joe,
0: well done, Joe. Even if you didn't
1: get the pole of the pole, he's definitely yeah. he's
0: come up the field, though, Joe. I'm Joe's don't worry, done Boston really, really well in road sports. He seems to have gone relatively better. And he's again, it's lovely to see these amateurs that you know don't do much testing. And and he, any girls, any ladies in the academy this year? You yeah, had two last year, uh,
1: uh, not in the academy, but you had um, uh, Louise Deason who did incredibly well in road sport. Uh, she, she, she. I mean, literally. So the, the, the I just looked at the uh, TSL timings. And the last race, I think there was only two seconds difference between everybody. And the uh, sorry, um, uh, lap times of like spread a, the field. Yeah, spread, it, was, yeah. it was incredible. Um, mm. I, I just so who's who's say, this
0: tip? Who's this tip you've got? This female tip for the academy next year? Um,
1: uh, you
0: mentioned. You mentioned. You had some star <laughs> coming.
1: <laughs> Her name is Megan. Watch this space. I can't. I don't know whether I'm allowed to give too many details. Oh. Though, but, uh, her, her what what makes what what makes you think this unnamed lady is going to be quick? She may be having a little bit of testing. She may already have her own car, allegedly. Nah. So, um, <laughs> but which I don't. I, actually, so, she, so she
0: may be just doing what we have discouraged people from doing. Yeah, I don't want I don't want anyone to do that, but I do want there to be you can uh, do a little bit. I guess it's the silly, is pretty yeah. competitive. But, just saying, they should put a limit. They should put a cap on. It. I think you're right. You know, you can have five. You know, go and have five track days or something, but it's a bit of a limit.
1: Yeah. But in terms of my season, well, I've had two seasons. I've had two. I've been so unbelievably lucky, and you were um, massive into pushing. I was me there for getting, the ride. Yeah, the you were. I was there. But the the uh, BRSEC, they were they were uh, yeah, good. Andy, Rob, Antoine, they were fantastic. The Marshals as well, of course. At every single race course you go to, a race track you go to, were fantastic. But in terms of the Caterham guys, my goodness, what a brilliant community! What a brilliant family! Really is. I know. I know. i, know. I love um, been there. Adam Bedridge, his team, uh, Joe Marsh as well. So Joe is uh, sort the, of the silent assassin. He's just so amazing. They're so yeah. passionate about what they do. They really are. Simon and Kirstie know so much. Simon, Simon won the first ever Academy race 26, 27 years ago. Okay. Still talk, he still talks about it now, but Kirsty yeah. as well. Um, Dave, who signs the checks for me, which you know I'm very grateful for that as well. But then in the garages, you've got Darren, Alex, Dave, Toby, Jack, John, Paul. Dylan, Anthony, Ringo, Kewin. John
0: Paul Ringo. was Ringo yeah, right there. Paul, as well. George and Ringo.
1: <laughs> no, you got all you got all the guys in the garages. So let's stay there until whatever time of night to finish know, every dude. single car. Every time this place.
0: weekend, I can feel you know the, the characters. It's just so many people enjoying motor racing. You know, on a on a reasonable budget you know that, that's what it's so much about competitive but you know enjoying camaraderie let me, let or, me, or so are they like, changing let me, club for next year I mean.
1: are they going barc Do they are somewhere? yes which yeah so it's you know that's all it's all positive and there's can i get a drive at Thruxton? will they be coming well, we'll talk, let me just finish my let me finish oh, my sorry, very very, very sorry. quick thank you so very quickly hospitality will and lucy amazing and also they had some help with uh kelly stepping in as well uh laura steph Um, All the people that came to watch were fantastic. It was so lovely. I mean, the first thing people say is, where's Tiff? And because you didn't get to a single race, it clashed. Everybody, with... you clashed oh. and clashed. I was, either, I know, I was on the race myself on holiday or filming or anything else. Oh, I know. Oh, no. but, but maybe we'll go to the, um, the awards. So I think that would be quite good. But so everybody that came to watch, the camaraderie within my garage, within my fellow competitors, uh, I mentioned them, well, we mentioned the Manchester boys. I really, really do hope that they stay because they were brilliant to, to have around. Um and all the families and the bandits and uh it was it was just amazing. And I'm still waiting that, for my bottle of vodka from the Vodka man. Who was the Aussie that was uh, selling yeah, It was uh, Chris Fraser. Is um, he listening, Chris? I haven't we, got me bottles of Vodka yet. You, you need to you need to mention the Vodka bottle and then he might give you one. Elwood Distilleries. So uh <laughs> Elwood Distilleries, yeah. And I think for me, the best thing for me is when someone comes up to me and says, I'm only doing this because of you and Tiff and, and, and your yeah. channel. And that is it, because it's special. We all sort of grow up and you want to be a racing driver. Well, not all of us, but people like you and I grow up and, you, and, and, and it, we fulfill that dream. And the, when people say that, it, it becomes very special yeah. because I sadly don't think I will be able to do it next year, which is a, which is a big shame. But I've had two amazing years for Caterham. they've been so generous and gracious with uh, with everything. I th- I'm sorry for all the big bills they had, but, you know, they were never my fault. <laughs> Never ever my fault, but it's just been the most amazing time. It were not your fault either.
0: You got, but I don't remember a single clash that you were. You, it was really you. And um, the I worst hadn't... issue was Snetterton, wasn't it? Because you had you, this year, you didn't have. Was it just Snetterton, and then the very final race when you got your front wheel knocked off?
1: Yeah, I had. That's that's sorry, two DNF, so two DNFs. So final race. And and Mark Snetterden Kendall. Mark Kendall is just such a lovely man um, at, at Silverstone. Just first thing he said, "Look, I'm sorry." um so it's just it's no problem it was a when tiny it was a tiny, mark, it was a tiny but
0: it was just that it caught your front wheel and um it was a sad yeah. that was your last race then
1: and i went into that last race if I, I could have technically finished fourth it was very unlikely but i could have technically finished fourth i think because i didn't finish and because i didn't go to anglesey and because i didn't finish at sneston i think i finished probably seventh or eighth which yeah. that's about my level, I'll be honest with you. So,
0: um, Well, I can also thank Cajun, because it's funny, I had so much fun watching you, you know. <laughs> I had no idea how good you'd be you know, when the season started, you know, two years ago now. So watching you progress and the ups and downs, you lived all the trouble, oh, bad, oh, it went wrong, oh, it went really well. And it's that emotion of motorsport. It's, it's what it's all about, you know. You said the, the catering, they do it so well. The caterings, you mentioned them I don't know the names as you did, but always the food was always good there and you know everybody's just so nice and works together and uh it's a fabulous series and setup they've got there and um hopefully it can continue for a long time if,
1: if you have the ability to do so if you want to do any sort of motorsport i cannot recommend it more highly it's brilliant it's just the little things like you want to borrow a torque wrench and, and no, nobody even bats an eyelid it's just everybody wants to help well i had to change some wheels quickly and the, and, and and i looked around there's like six different people just helping It's just, it's amazing I'm really don't go hot it.
0: hatches they're rear wheel drive they're proper uh, cars to race
1: yeah they are proper cars no no abs no traction control and <laughs> and it's, it's it's brilliant i'm really going to miss it but i will definitely do something i might i might um yeah might get lucky and uh, and do some racing next year with cation but it won't be any other new, racing for me a new electric single seater championship been announced
0: so you could uh, maybe you know
1: blag your way in there no, thanks. but um, but, yeah, thanks for the offer. <laughs> if I do anything at all, it would it would definitely uh, be Catron, but, uh, and we will still um, love, yeah, you know, we'd we'll definitely go along to some races and stuff next year. Do you think of the
0: race race for
1: remembrance? Maybe is there, is there any talk of you being uh, we, dragged you know up what? to
0: Anglesey again?
1: We did. We were going to put two teams in through Paddle Up. Joe was going to put two teams in through Paddle Up, but um, the the negotiations have just fallen through about uh, an hour ago, actually. So um, Joe's going to do something else. So I will get another race this year with Caterham and paddle up which will be which will be fantastic but manchester boys if you're watching or if you're not watching and you get a message them please come back to uh please go to 270 next year because you guys as everybody was but they were you can stay at road sports you don't have to go up each year no you you do have to go up so so you can stay in 270 forever and a day but you can't stay in road sport or academy it's compulsory they're they're both classes novice series so again all this driver coaching and stuff is a little bit naughty because they're both classes novice series but um but I'm not taking anything away from the people that have done that because it's still, you still need a bit of luck and you still obviously need a lot of talent to, to win the championship.
0: So, what do you still got your Academy car? Can that go to 270?
1: Well, what do they have to, how much change do they have to make to their cars to go up to 270? You can change it all the way to 310. So, it's only the 420s that's a completely different car. So, okay. um, so it's take the windscreen off, you put an LSD on the back. Um, wider track suspension. Um, so it's all, you know. Broken.
0: What's that 5,000 pound upgrade? I think, or I, think, I, think I
1: think if you do it yourself, even less than that, Tiff. Okay. And the great thing is when you get to 270, you can start getting proper uh, support as well from a garage. So all the different, um, they've got five different uh, dealers in the UK and you can choose one of those or you can get one of the companies like DPR um, to to look after your your stuff. So that's really good as well. So I think a lot of the guys that got a few quid, um, they're, they're really excited about going to 270. Uh, yeah. and, and, and and i think we're going to miss a few people next year as well i think the likes of jeff newman very worthy double champion academy and um uh to uh, road sport i think he might go off and do something else for the year but um who knows but uh it's a brilliant brilliant racing and if you've never been to race go just go and watch one it's, oh, i know, it's, it's, I know. Yeah, it's amazing
0: it's breathtaking to watch <laughs> you've been as nervous to watch as it is to be doing in the cars sometimes so yeah, get a Caterham, look at the Caterham calendar and find a meeting next year. thraxton obviously, if they're now going to be a BAR season coming down here, because that will be a slipstreaming chaos.
1: <laughs> Fastest circuit in the UK. But we'll, we'll do so much more with Caterham, of course. We, we we absolutely love them. We'll do so much more with them. Um, so thank you, uh, really genuinely thank you to, to Caterham and to everybody for... For giving me two incredible years that I'll never ever forget. The best automotive stuff I've ever done in my life, which is saying something with all the stuff that you and I have done, Tiff. So uh, and
0: you can drive
1: amazingly. Yeah. Amazingly. Yeah, You're quite good, Paul. I've done quite how that happened, but you were quite good at it as well. Two fastest laps overall, <laughs> but I didn't get yeah. the lap records. They're both pit. Uh, but, but well, you, you, had, you, had, you had some real talent in your group <laughs>
0: last year and this year. So, you know, the win was always, the win was often close, but just never quite there. I, so.
1: I think on that note, I don't want to leave on a sound note because it's not, it's a positive note, but I really do hope next year, K-Trim just make one change. And when when you start off in academy, they, there's 50 people. So they split them in two groups of 25. Yeah. They say, this group's white, this group's green. So don't do that. Just say, this group's A and this group's B. Then go to the Kerbera sprint which is yeah, the and split event. afterwards and yeah. then go one two three four five six seven eight and go all the way down so what numbers in one group even numbers in the other group because i think it's a little bit unfair that that some people could have probably won the group if they were in a different group yeah, um, yeah. so i think that would At be
0: one a race or two one a race or two yeah if you just get the three best people in one group and yeah. you
1: get the three people that have been doing all the testing with their own cars uh and with all the race coaches and you it's it's really hard. You catch them up. Did they
0: did they get the grid right for the autumn cup this year? or Did they line them up greens and on one, the yellows and whites or the other, or did they mix them?
1: No, they did their own qualifying. So they actually did their own qualifying. So I think it's where you qualified, which is yeah. the better way to do it. Yes,
0: <laughs> not that the chaos they caused, which, which actually led to a small instance I think you were involved in due to the fact the group was split wrongly.
1: I had a couple of incidents, it's fair to say. and um, But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's normally very much forgotten about uh, straight away. So and that's, and, and that's motor racing, as we know. It. But um, next week, we Formula One's back. Circuit of Americas, which will be exciting. If, we really do hope that uh, the FIA come out before that with uh, some sort they of won't. announcement. They won't, they won't. no. Uh, WRC in Spain, uh, MotoGP goes to Malaysia. Uh, World yeah, no, no,
0: is in- all over pretty much. I think it's just a battle. Of who's going to come second or third? They're quite spread out with the, the two Hyundai boys are second and third, Octanac and Thierry Neuville, Elfin Evans fourth. So uh, championship already won. Yeah, GP, that's the one to be. So it's 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. <laughs> Find someone with a BT Sport ticket or rob someone because um, that's just building up, both the MotoGP and Moto2 championships going down the wire. But we've got World, World Superbikes in Argentina. Yeah, GP is in Malaysia. All around the globe we are. We're going from, what, USA to Spain to Malaysia to Argentina for the World Superbikes. Back um, to America for NASCAR. Miami Beach, baby. Another (laughs) one and a half mile over. So lots of world motorsports still going on and we'll hopefully get some more gossip to give you next week.
1: Thank you for joining us. And um, thanks again from really to k and everybody for, uh, for such a fantastic couple of seasons. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.